Hold up. I'm so Oh yeah, what up, what up, Fantasy Football Hustler back at you, and we are bringing you another episode of Movies and Munchies, and if JC Money's design ever gets his uh, <laughs> his technical difficulties under wraps, maybe he'll be here, because I'm all by myself right now, Down, downfall of doing a live show. Antonio, what up, what up, bro, and for everyone who's up in here, if you are watching on Facebook Make sure you do me a favor and hop over to YouTube. Just type in Fantasy Football Hustler or go to FantasyFootballHustler.com and you'll get the link to YouTube right there. Really appreciate all the YouTube love that you guys could show. And there you go. There he is. The man that likes big butts, Antonio says. All right. Well, let, let's just start talking about this movie. And I'll remember uh, I'll remember 650 um our start time here seven minutes all right wait till that for what for the podcast people so they don't have to listen to five minutes of nothing or seven minutes of nothing while waiting for your ass to show up dude i, I turned on to three six mafia and my computer must have hated it <laughs> what's this old ass shit and cnt money even said wasn't your mom getting you a computer that's why i said it was he got a lump of coal for christmas he didn't get that christmas <laughs> present <laughs> i needed some stuff to fix the house so that was more important so i could sell this bitch yeah all right well let's get into this movie so 2020 movie we heard about it from tj i didn't I, i'm not much into watching hulu movies i really don't search them out on there but uh this one was pretty solid this one was pretty solid Oh yeah, I liked it a lot. It was just—it was really hard to kind of get past uh, Shia LaBeouf's because uh, he's not, you know, Hispanic, and he's actually got that weird Southern draw. So, <laughs> well, and seeing like I even wanted to make sure, like I, I went online and was like trying to read things that the director said. And for for anybody who's grown up in the hood, there's always some random white guys, you know, that live in the hood who are just from the culture. And he, even the director said he's not doing brown face here like shia isn't playing a mexican character he's white but he grew up in the hood i mean he knew he's known this family his whole life pretty much and him and uh, the main character david i mean they're, they're definitely partners in what they're doing but you know that they've been friends from since they were little kids mm -hmm. no it was good i, I liked it I, I was surprised um i stayed extra i stayed up extra late to watch it nice I mean, it really, it starts off with David, you know, in his house, pretty nice house. I mean, it's not, not a huge mansion or anything, but definitely a nice house to live in. And, um, you know, everything, I mean, you really don't know what to expect in the beginning. Looks like a family man wakes up, you know, having some time with his wife in the bed. Um, 
all of her family's there and then they like pray before they eat and everything just it looks like a real wholesome family for the uh, the first like 5 minutes of the movie and then <laughs> and then he leaves his house and everything <laughs> changes and so the first thing that you see him do is he stops off to buy some uh, some candy from a girl who's like walking around you know like when kids would be selling candy for their uh um, you know, their, their sports teams or whatever. It looked like one of those type of, uh, of things. But then later on in the movie, we'll just give a little spoiler. The candy that he gets from her is really just the list of what, uh, what is time to collect. Yep. They are the tax collectors and they're collecting drug money from pretty much every gang or every neighborhood. I mean, at least a lot of neighborhoods in LA and pretty much they get 30% of everything. And his dad's the one who runs it all, right? And he's in prison, pretty sure. Yeah, and uh, we, yeah, we'll we'll jump, we'll we'll make sure we won't jump around too much. We'll just keep it on flow here. But uh, yeah, you find you know that it's his family that's in there initially, so you don't find out until like way, way, way at the end that it's really his dad. But you just know that it, this is like a family business that they're. Well, he talks about his uncle a lot, like his his uncle. Yeah, and so. Starts off with him going into, uh, they go into, I mean, whatever, a tire shop, or I mean, just looks like a mechanic, you know, some kind of car shop. And it's pretty much just a front for where they do business. Because yep. Shia, Shia comes in, starts pulling all the guns, you know, out of uh, every which where, you know, I mean, I don't even know how many guns he had on him. He had like one in, uh, one in the front of his belt, one in the back of his belt, like one in his ankle, one in his pocket. And so he's just loaded and then comes in a new shot caller for one of the, one of the street gangs. And uh, the pretty much he's coming in to be taxed. He's the new shot caller. And um, yeah, that's when you find out what Shia's name is creeper. And uh, we know that he's a creeper cause uh, you're not going to see him coming. That, that's really what it comes down to. Dude's a killer. Yeah. It was super fuck. So they get the money, they get the money from dude. And uh, then they just go start making their rounds. And now they're collecting, and then they talk about how they're getting paid 30% of pretty much every dollar that anybody makes in these gangs. So they're doing a couple uh, couple rounds. Then that's when they go see their uncle, who you just talked about, <laughs> played by George Lopez. And all you know is that his uncle is the one calling the shots. He's the worker for his uncle. Him and Shia, they're, just, they're going around collecting money, but they're the muscle for this uh, family. That is for damn sure. That's kind of when they break down the whole operation. You see them putting, uh, I don't know exactly what they were putting in. It just looked like messages and everything was written down in the candy box. And it's pretty much a big IOU list. And it's them going literally from the top of the list. Like we answer our questions here, top to bottom. They're just going down the list. And every, every time they're doing a pickup, it is big. It ain't small time. They're getting 20 grand at a time, 40 grand at a time. Oh, yeah. And yep, David is George Lopez. <coughs> he ain't. Uh, he's not playing a funny role. He's uh, he's the shot caller for the family in this one. And uh, really, it's just their the whole first part of their day is really just them going on the missions to collect money. Nothing's going wrong until he gets a call, a random call, and he's like, "Oh, we got a side mission." Like they're playing Grand Theft Auto or something. So they put a stop in their collecting. 
What what do you think? What do you think of that next scene? I didn't know where they were going to be going for a side mission. I was just thinking it could have been anything. Well, they were short. I think they were short money. Remember, they're talking about no, not we haven't we haven't even gotten that far yet. This is the side mission where they just they roll up into some dude's house and then they see that um that they they pretty much got they they got one of the bloods who's just there like tied. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think they yeah I didn't I didn't know but I think they were they went there to just you know. Because they're 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 you know they're the shot callers, so like so the shit goes down, you know shit goes down. You know I think they need permission. People need permission from you know David. His name's David, right? Yeah, David. And so yeah, because they know they do a lot of business and they can't whack someone over uh, over some stupid shit. And pretty much they had him there because he was having sex with someone in their crew's lady. Pretty much, he's like, oh, they're gonna get married, and you know, and then we see the messages of him, and they're just sexting and blah 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 blah. <coughs> and David pretty much puts a stop to it all. It's like, no, we're we're not doing this shit. We do business with them, so I tell him to clean them the fuck up. And then he says, <laughs> yeah. so uh, th- for at least what I think, because they don't really say much, but they pretty much tell him to check the dude that all this happened from. Yeah, so yeah. I'm assuming it's the dude whose wife that guy was having sex with, and so. Pretty much, you see David walk away. Dude, fucking cold clocks him, you know, with the <coughs> fucking pistol whips him, and that that didn't stop until they left. They cleaned up the dude, and David and uh, David and Creeper they take uh, they take the blood back to his hood, and then that's where you see like him and the uh, the big shot collar for the bloods. Like some shit was about to go down. It it just it looked like it was about to get real thick, real quick. It's two of them, David and Creeper. I mean. We know who they are. They're badasses at this point. We've already seen it, but it looks like they're, they're like 50 or 60 deep oh, where yeah. they're at. Like if this was a fight, it doesn't matter. Gunfight, fistfight, anything. There's no way those two are getting out of there alive. Man, you skipped the whole scene too. Like when they meet that new guy that they brought in, like freaking David's like telling them about all the shit that he's seen Creeper do to people like for not paying. And they show Shia LaBeouf in that like full like white suit. And he's got the chainsaw and there's blood all over the bathtub, dude. He's just smoking a cigarette. <laughs> he's a killer. It's like, he's, he's a killer. He asked He asked the dude when he comes in, he's like, you heard of me? He's like, yeah, I heard of you. He's like, what'd you hear? He was like, I hear you're the devil. He's got the freaking drill, dude. And he puts it to his chest. <laughs> he was like, I might be. I might be. Why don't you come over here and look at my eyes? <laughs> and it's like when he looks in his eyes, that's when he like... They go for the flashbacks of like, you yep. know, just different hits that he's done along the way. And the best part, he's got the drill to his chest and he's like looking at the dude's eye. He's got it going. Then he just like looks down his shoes and he scuffs his shoes and he goes, sorry about your shoes. Does <laughs> <laughs> anything to disrespect him. Like he is a fucking savage. He's a fucking savage. And what's funny too is like, you know, like when the they- bodyguard, he's like the bodyguard for David. Yeah. Yeah, they're like partners, and he's he's the dude who carries out a lot of hits. Like, we don't know if David, uh, at this point, I mean, it looks like Shia is the one who's pulling the trigger, you oh, know, for, for sure. every move that we got. We don't find out until later how real David is. We just know that he's like, it's his family's business. He's been put in this place for a reason. And yeah, it's funny when they're like, when they start driving and shit, you know, because when they're driving, that's like the time in the car when it's like normal. It's like shades of Pulp Fiction, you know, with uh, Samuel Jackson and, um, and, uh, and what's his name? Um, I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. Um, 
and they're just talking about bullshit. And he's like, and Chaya's got like his shit from his keto diet and all that. He's like, what is that shit, man? That shit stinks. He's like, man, you know, the body's like a machine. You know, we gotta we gotta feed the machine fuel. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's got he's got all that shit in then his little ice cooler that he's got in his van. <laughs> it's just like health food. He's like, what is this shit? <laughs> and there we go, David. Yep, don't fuck with people named David. <laughs> So, yeah, we skipped around a little bit. So after a little side mission, they got to tell, uh, you know, someone in one of the in, in one of the gangs, you know, you got to check your peeps. I can't be doing nothing. We're doing business with the Bloods. And it's like clean them up, takes them back over there. And it's like two on 60. Like it just, you know, it just looks ridiculous. And he's talking to the head shot caller. And he's like, I know you got your chess pieces in play. And he's like, we, we can't have this shit no more. Like, I want this shit all to die today and just walk away. Focus on business. Yep. And they shake hands and uh he even says that you're you're a candle in the darkness. The blood says that to David because mm-hmm. he knows he is about collecting, you know, he's all about collecting, but he's more about keeping the peace than anything. They're not trying to uh you know go on rampages. Like this is big business that these guys are doing. And then let's see, where does it take us after that? Then then it takes us so that's like the end of the day. You know, for them, that's that's the last thing on their list. At least that's what they see, and then that's when they go home. That's where, and that's where you were talking about it about the short count. What do you think? What, what do you what do you think about that? They're collecting so much money; they're not counting anything. They're I wonder if this dude's name is Hector in this movie too. When they're at the laundromat, or not the oh, laundromat, yeah. the, the, oh, yeah, the okay. clothes I store. I did. I did skip it. Yeah. His name's Hector in every single movie. <laughs> Fast you know. and Furious. Always. Always. And he shows up a little short. You could just tell that he's short and he's like making some bullshit story up or something. And then he's like, uh, he's like, hey, you know anyone who gets, and he's like LSD or acid. or. <laughs> and you know that he probably paid for that out of the money they're supposed to be getting, you know, giving them right now. Yeah, I agree. And he's just like trying to talk his way out of everything. And like, man, Shia just, <laughs> you could just tell there's like that, uh, there's that weird nervousness, like on his face, like he's about to kill somebody. He puts the gun to his face. Cause it's not, it's not <laughs> even nervous. It's almost like Shia's like anxious knowing that shit's about to go down. He's like, I'm about to fuck this dude up. There's a whole part too. Like, uh, so like, then they get a call from his sister, I think. About the wedding dress, or they're trying to try on her wedding dress and shit. Keeps then he shows better. up, talks to that dude, and they make some bounce. Yeah, because they said the little, uh, <coughs> they said the Mexican Kardashians came. And yeah, I would think didn't he help? <coughs> and that's what <coughs> that's what David does. <coughs> he just fixes problems. I really <coughs> wonder what he told them to get her out of there. Because, you know, if they're the Mexican Kardashians, you know that they're going in there spending money. I mean, they pretty much shut down the whole shop. Even though they're still in there. You pretty much just told them, like, I'm going to chop your head off. <coughs> just whispering in his ear. <coughs> and then the dude, the owner of the store, <coughs> get out of here. Get the, <coughs> get the fuck out of here. <clears throat> oh yeah and then he breaks him off with some money you know for sure like he always does 
We got the list, two dudes crazy, just going down the list, crossing names off. That's all they do is going around collecting. <laughs> I mean, we don't know if this is the cartel or what it is. We just know it's a it's a family that's connected to uh connected all the way to the top, all the way to prison. Who knows how high his uncle is up, you know, in the chain of everything. But uh, that's all we know is these guys are collecting a lot of money every single day because this is every piece of money that's gone through the hood. And then at the end of the day, <coughs> makes it home to what looks like just a normal ass family, you know, and um, goes into the room where his wife is counting the money. And she's got it all late, all all labeled out, and uh, you know everything's color coded and everything. Just looks like it's real, real organized. And then brings up that it is twenty grand short, and it's the dude that they met from the beginning who is twenty grand light, the one who he gave, who David gave, you know, his big ass crazy speech to, and everything, and all the crazy shit that was going down. And um, he's still. He still tried to fuck him. Like, that's what's crazy. He's uh, He still tried to test him. And um, it's nuts because they're talking about this. And, and then they get a phone call. You don't know who it is. You just know it's from a guy named Wizard. That is it. It's from a guy named Wizard. And he's in prison. And that's really all you know. And he's, like, talking to his wife at first. And he's like, put him on. I know that he's there. Might have even said, I know his little bitch ass is there or something like that. <clears throat> He's like, I know you're short. He didn't. Well, he didn't. He didn't even say that to uh, to him. He didn't say anything to him. Oh, yeah. He, he just laughs at him. Right. Mm -hmm. So when he's talking to uh, to his wife, he says collections need to go smooth next month. No fuck ups. I got something big happening. And then, uh, then he's like, put that fool on. I know he's there. And uh, hands him over the phone. And you just hear laughing. You just hear laughing on the phone and that's it. And like the first thing that I think of is like. Did they tell did they try to do this to test him? You know, because at this point you don't know who's in there. You, you don't know who's on the other end of the phone. You just know that that's like the big, big boss, man. That, that's the big shot caller of everything. Pretty much laughs at him. And that's it. And then hangs up on him. He starts freaking out. Like, is this place fucking bugged? Yeah. And uh, you know that some shit's going to go down. And then <laughs> and then they're just out, like, right after that. Like, they, they know they got to go handle business. And so he hits up Creeper. And uh, <laughs> next thing you know is um, he's at the guy's house and he's got a gun in his throat. He's like, you're trying to fuck me? That's when it gets real. I mean, his wife's right there. Wife's right there next to him. You don't know what's going to happen. And uh, the guy's crying and says that my daughter is, uh, you know, has leukemia. All this crazy, you know, just every excuse in the book. But, I mean, the excuses may have been real because he does pull up his phone. And it's like, you know, a, a little girl, like in a hospital bed and everything. At the end of the day, he already said it earlier. There's no excuses, you know, like rob your mom, rob a bank. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, there is no excuses. Sell your sister's pussy. Man. Sell your sister's pussy. They didn't care. Bong, bong. Their bong's a lot. What up? 
Shit, I need to smoke a joint, bro. I got the movie on again. About that, I'm right at the part where they got the gun in his mouth. Yeah, and it's just gonna keep, and it's just gonna stay that way. You know, like they're not leaving without that money. And of course, he has the money there. And uh, he was like, "It's a," he was like, "It's a, um, it's free my TV, TV dinner in the freezer." And Chad's like, "I don't eat that shit, dog. I'm on keto." <laughs> <laughs> And then he tells then he tells his wife to go get it. And um she comes back with the 20 grand. And uh they spared his life. Didn't have a reason to. Shia didn't want to. Creeper didn't want to. Like he was uh he wanted to make a statement happen. He pretty much gets pissed off at him, like after that. <laughs> He's like, bro, you can't be out here like trying to play Pope and shit. Then he's like, prove it, you know, like prove it. Prove your kids got leukemia and shit. Creeper is yeah. like, fuck that. He's those are fake ass pictures. Yeah. Then he just gives him the money and rolls out. Yep. He lets him keep that. the money. They just comes down on him. I mean, Creeper starts talking shit. I mean, you got 43 street gangs that you're collecting from. That's a shitload. That's a shitload to manage. That is a shitload to manage. And then what happens? Okay, yeah. Then they got to go see Venom over at the Hillside Trece. $200,000 collection. And this is really where everything's, I mean, it all yeah. started with the, the motherfucker from Lomas gang, you know, like him fucking him up, you know, with the money that just kind of started everything bad that is going to happen for the rest of the story. And, uh, yeah, they roll up to the hillside today. say, I mean, they got the lookout with the fucking assault rifle, you know, on top of the roof, like on the way in <coughs> chick answering the doors, got a fucking Uzi. Yeah. We end up finding out later. I mean, she's like one of the big hitters. Like on, uh, she's one of the big hitters on this squad. <laughs> and it's funny. Uh, Creeper doesn't fuck around. Shia comes in pounding the fuck on the door. He doesn't give a fuck. And they're walking by more hitters with assault rifles mm -hmm. and shit. Places armed to the T. Armed to the T. And we don't know who the fuck this guy is. I mean, we just know that his name's Venom. And, like, starts talking shit to him. Like, yeah, you know your uncle used to do your job. So talking about George Lopez. Says you're only here because you're fucking daddy. What? And, the, and when I heard that, like, at first, I already started putting the pieces together that the dude on the phone is his dad. The big shot caller. Wizard. So it wasn't a really big surprise to me at the end when you find out that it really that his dad is the uh the big shot caller. This dude's a fucking beast. Oh yeah. Pulls out the money. Shy's like got the fucking money, pulls it out, throws it on the Conejo. table. Conejo. And uh he was like, Yeah, I got the money here it is, but it ain't yours. Comes in with hitters right next to him, two dudes with assault rifles. Sits down. He's like, who are you? It's like, I'm the future. You're fucking past. Big ass fucking gaudy chains on. 
It's got the Versace ass suede shirt on or the fucking silk shirt on. Yeah, with a full chest tattoo. And when he tells him his name, says Conejo, and you say it with respect. <laughs> so you know that there's, I mean, shit's about to get real. Shit's already real. Because they ain't getting that money. They're not getting that money. He tells him to sit down, pours him a drink. And there's nothing but tension in the air. Because they're way outnumbered at this point. Way fucking outnumbered. There's only two of them in there. And even though Shy has got the uh, creeper, even though he's got like 10 guns on him, he don't care. He's ready for some shit to go down. He's like, go tell your uncle I'm back, bitch. He's like, I'm yeah. a motherfucking earthquake. And is this the... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember if this is the part or if it happens a little later where they revealed that... Um, where they revealed that uh, it was either his uncle or someone who uh, who capped his dad. Oh, there it is. Yeah, go talk to your uncle. Tell him Kalejo is back. Mm-hmm. He knows who I am. And yeah, it's because his uncle took out his dad. And so that's where it all started. Who knows how long Kanejo has been planning this. But he's got a huge army on his side. Like you find out a little bit later. Creeper just spits like, at him, dude. Yeah. And they don't do shit. No, he starts talking about all the guns he's got on him. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Creeper doesn't blink. He, he doesn't blink. Like, he's ready. He's ready for shit to go down. And yeah, and after he spits, that's when uh, everyone gets their guns up. Everyone's ready, and uh, nobody does anything. They just walk out. And then uh, Creeper, yep, throws some shit, like, right on the... Uh... He spits at him. Yeah, and then they, he throws a glass or something. But, yeah, shit just really got real. And then uh, first thing they do, they go over to their uh, go over to their uncle's house. Or, I mean, not his uncle's house, but his uncle's place of business. They, got, they also got a, um, some kind of car shop, a mechanic shop. And... Um, yeah, pretty much. He's asking him the story, like, who the fuck is this guy and everything. And <laughs> and Creeper, he's just, they're all skinned a motherfucker. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> Creeper's just a savage. He, he's ready to go down. He's ready to go down at any moment. And uh, the more and more they talk, and then he asks him, asks his uncle, you scared of him? You scared of him? And he's like, you know, if you weren't my fucking, if you weren't my fucking nephew, I'd have your head in that... Uh, have your head in that grill and I wouldn't take it out or something. And David tries to walk away, makes him sit his ass down and just uh, pulls rank, pulls rank on him. And you really just find out that Conejo, like you can tell that his uncle is, uh, is, is a little bit nervous. Fuck dude. I'd be nervous. You see the dude. Yeah. I mean, who knows how long it's been since his uncle's seen him. I mean, he knows his dad, who he capped, took out a long time ago. And then they are out of there. Where is Where where do they go next? Oh, yeah, it's just uh, him getting back at home. Talking about a bunch of different things with his wife. 
Because he really has no idea what's going to come from this at this point. Yeah, it's just a big, long, uh, big, long speech of uh, everything that's going on. Him and his wife are talking about it. Let's see. And where is he off to now? I know the quinceanera is about to start here. But what does he have going on? Oh, <laughs> yeah. The next thing is it takes him into his like Muay Thai training. And we don't know why this is important other than uh, it is important from the for the end of the movie. Yeah. But you just know that this is just more shades into uh into how David's a badass because he's training Muay Thai and you know like the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which either one whichever one that he's doing, but he, he's getting trained by some black belts and some dudes who are. Uh, oh, that it. looks like jujitsu. The the what their geese are what they're wearing. I don't know if they're called geese in jujitsu, but yeah. And then it just takes it. Uh, then it goes down to the party, the quinceanera, the one that uh, he had to get the dress for for his. Uh, I'm assu- I don't know if it. I mean, assuming daughter, maybe it's his uh, his sister's sister or something. Who knows? And um, just a lot of money being thrown around. It's a big gangster party, you know, pretty much for their family. It looks like it's at his house, which we're not 100% or not. And um, you just, you see the uncle and uh, and I think his right-hand man, he gets like a text or something. And then, um, and then that's it. He shows them the text then you don't really see him after that. His cousin's trying to get uh, David drunk. And man, the cousin just uh, she sees uh, um, sees creeper with some girl, and she's like, "Hey, come on over here, Johnny Cash, come take a shot with us." <laughs> and um, they have beef. <laughs> they have beef because in one in the car ride, creepers even ask about. It. He's like, "What's up, man? I didn't get an invite to the quinceanera." And he's like, "Oh yeah, man, you can come through." He's like, man, it's not a fucking invitation. You're just, you're just telling me to come through since I asked. He was like, I want like one of the actual like, I want one of the actual like paper invitations and all that, you know, sent to me. He's like, man, those shits are like twenty bucks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, his uh, his cousin or whatever is putting him on blast in front of his girls. I can't remember when you gave me those three STDs. Yeah. <laughs> So making sure to put him on blast, just being fucking crazy. They're all getting drunk. Everyone's having a good time, but uh, you can tell. David, all he's thinking about is that Conejo shit. Fuck, I would be too. He just looks alert. He keeps looking around. He can't look at anybody. He didn't even want to take that shot. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's getting real thick. It is getting real thick real quick. Because nobody else really knows what's going on but him and Creeper. And and his uncle. Oh, yeah. And his wife. Yeah. And that's really it. Nobody else fucking knows. Even though his little cousin ends up being a big part of stuff, you know, later. And you can kind of see it. And then his wife uh, making him go dance with him. You know, trying to get the... Uh, <laughs> get him out of his crazy-ass stage that he's in. Because uh, she knows how fucking stressed he is. The count was short. Now he's dealing with all this Conejo shit. And, 
you see the uncle and uh, his, his right-hand man says something to him and then he pretty much bounces. And uh, he says, when I'm done with Conejo, he's going to wish that he stayed in Mexico selling tacos. So, yeah. Now David, like, right, out, right after that, he pretty much seems a little bit more at ease because pretty much, you know, it's his uncle going to go handle business right now. That's all we know. Now they're chilling, talking. I'm going to take this... Uh, Take this second to smoke this bowl. Smoking Buddha. Another, <coughs> 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 now they're kind of having like a brother to br- <coughs> brother to brother, friend to friend moment, whatever you want to call it. Because guys like that, as many hits as they've carried out, and I mean, Creeper's willing to die for David and everything that they're doing. I mean, and uh, look who shows up is the chick with the Uzi from the club, the one who answered the door acting all badass and was hanging out with them, um, with Conejo standing right behind him, one of his hitters. She tells him to check his phone. And uh, all he's got is a bunch of text messages um, from his uncle saying, uh, need your help with Conejo. Get down here. And then she gives him the, uh, the address to the club. And everyone is just looking at her. Everyone's mean mugging her. Better fucking hurry. Because she's fucking evil. She's super fucking evil. So now they're down to the club. They're in business mode now. Security's walking them right back to the uh, right back to the VIP section where Conejo is, where he's chilling with the girl. And this is when when shit gets real. <coughs> David just keeps telling asking where his uncle's at. And fucking Conejo just giving him his whole his whole speech about everything. Why you only why you only breaking your arms for the wizard? And David said, Caneo hurt my feelings. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He just keeps talking, talking his ear off. And he's like, man, I don't got time to listen to motherfucking Ted talk. Tell me what the fuck happened. And then he goes into how his, um, <clears throat> how his uncle killed his dad. And then they proceed to open an ice chest. And all you see is George Lopez's face and his hand with his ring there. <coughs> Actually, both of his hands there. Yeah. <laughs> and shit got real, real quick. 
Oh, yeah. Conejo's just looking at him, smoking his cigar. They're looking eye to eye. And uh, shit's about to go down. Shy already stood up. Creeper stood up. He's ready. But everything is David's call at this point. Everything is David's call. <laughs> and uh, D- uh, Conejo wants him in his organization. <laughs> Tells him to leave Wizard. Come over here. I'm going to make you more money and make you more powerful. So you thought your uncle could help you. You're the only one who can help you. <sighs> he says, I'm the only one that can help you, too. He said, right now, all you got to do is kiss the ring and you join the family. <laughs> oh, you just got to bow down. Got to bow down and do it. And Conejo's powerful. I mean, as, as powerful as... uh. As David thought that his uncle was. I mean, they just took out everybody. They took out all the hitters in his family. So he drinks his drink and just bounces. He doesn't kiss the ring. They're out. Fuck them. He said, but Wizard doesn't talk to you, does he? Fuck. Because he still never talked to Wizard about any of this. All this is happening within like... A 24-hour span? He just fucking rolls out without kissing the ring. Bounces. Now he's got to tell his wife everything. There's nowhere to run. (coughs) She's like, let's just leave. Let's get the hell out of here. And, like, it's just a big... uh, I mean, we don't even know what it is because it's like... these. You know, from the outside looking in, to me, these are like cartels. Because, I mean, cartels are the families. You know, Conejo's family against David's family. That's really all you know at this point. And he's like, these are like billion-dollar players, you know, and they're fighting it out. And he just happens to be right in the middle. Right in the middle. And now at the front, I guess, because there's nobody else there. (laughs) Everybody... Everybody except for him and Creeper are gone. Because when his uncle left, he went He went with the whole crew. <coughs> and none of them made it out. I mean, maybe some flipped. But, uh, yeah, really, you just know that they're all gone at this point. And then it kind of just seems like a council. Like the the next scene is the next day, and it's him and Creeper, and they're all in a circle at like their t- uh, <coughs> at the uh, the car shop or whatever. You don't really know who these guys are, but they're all in suits. They definitely don't look like his uncle's crew that he was hanging with. These are like these are like the big bosses within the business side of their organization. You can tell they're gangster, but they're just dressed different. All of them are dressed in suits. They're all talking business, telling David that he should just get out of town for a couple weeks until they can handle things. <coughs> and, um, yeah, of course, Creeper. We're going to talk about the elephant in the room. Is Wizard next? And, like, like that wasn't, like, a thing. Because all these cartels and everything... I mean, they got people on the outside, but it always leads to the inside. Like, whoever controls the prisons controls everything on the street, too. And David doesn't want to go. 
Like he he looks like he's about to start crying at this point because he really really doesn't want to bounce. But there's really like no other option at this point. But creeper, <laughs> he ain't playing because he don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's ready to go to war. He's like, you got nothing but hitters around you. Me, him, 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 fucking riders. <laughs> Let us do this shit. Like, oh, yeah. And you can see it. Like, I, I mean, you can see the passion in uh, in Creeper's eyes. Shia, this was a good, uh, this is a good scene. I mean, you see his eyes, like, almost watering up, like, so much, like, to where he's, like. Super passionate about going fuck people up. Yeah. He's like, these are riders. They want to spill blood for you. <laughs> that was like a ride. This is like a ride or die moment because they know shit is like about to go down. <clears throat> and uh, they right. got they got info, you know, on all the guys. He starts passing out, you know, the fucking uh, pamphlets and shit with uh, not the pamphlets, but um, look, look like little informant. Uh, Little informant like packets or whatever. Hey, you made it. How was your class? Good. Awesome. Hi. What up, Ninja Warrior? <laughs> <laughs> You're a Ninja Warrior? No. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. One day. Let me get that. Dom, dom, dom. About to smoke out of this little piece. Dude. Now they just fucking roll up on the, uh, they roll up on the um, mechanic shop. That chick just shoots that dude through the car window and blasts his head off. And it was crazy. So, uh, yeah, they, the crazy shootout is going down. Everybody's fully armored. And, and it's crazy because the little, uh, they're, they're kind of going back and forth to what must have happened like right before Conejo went on this mission where he's like, he's doing some ceremony, you know, in his satanic, house. Or, like satanic ceremony for yeah, protection. Like cutting the heads off of chickens. And he's like drinking drinking liquor, spitting it all over, you know, the stuff that he's got there and blowing cigar smoke all over everything. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's for protection. Make me invisible from the government. Make my heart strong because I'm here to take it all. And it is crazy it thing is, is he doesn't roll it. Like he doesn't have any of the protection. Like they got all he's got on is a bulletproof vest and he's got a cigar in his mouth and he's got a pistol. And it's the whole army coming in at them. I mean, I, I don't even know how many shooters they had to start, but everyone's got assault rifles. They kill a chick, too. Remember, they slit this chick's throat over him. Yeah. For the ceremony. Yeah. Not only are they sacrificing chickens, they're, <coughs> they're sacrificing women. They're sacrificing women. Yeah, and David said, let's fuck them up, creeper. It is not looking good right now. It is not looking good right now for them. Because they probably had... They had they had eight to ten shooters when they came in there. I mean, they, they took out a couple of them. 
but there was just too many of them. I mean, People the only one, up. the only ones there who were shooting were uh, were Creeper and David. Like everyone else were like businessmen. <coughs> uh, and so they corner Creeper. He got shot. They he got they shot take, a lot. He got shot a lot, and they take him in. They take him in alive. They don't kill him. They made sure to shoot the other people, the businessmen and all them. And David that, got away. David got away. David made it out the back. Um, I, I couldn't tell if David got shot or not. I just, I, I couldn't even tell if he got shot or not, but from where he was, I mean, he, he's bleeding all over. You know, he is bleeding all over while he's running away. And um, Jack's a truck. And then just kind of takes off. And it's him against the world right now. Because now everybody's gone. Now even Creeper has been taken. He's been taken away alive. But he is all fucked up. It's all alone. I mean, he's got his wife. And that's where he goes. Goes to her place of business. All fucked up. Bleeding all over the place. And they just got to get the hell out of there. They are driving out. They don't know what... He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. They got to get the kids. It's the first thing he says. She doesn't even know what the hell is going on. I mean... Can't believe she didn't put two and two together. You know, by that time. It's all the shit that he's been telling her for the last two days. And then, of course, they do the classic scene with the cop, you know, behind. And he's like, just run the red light. She's like, oh, there's a cop behind us. He's all right, just drive perfectly still. And then they turn <laughs> on, they turn, they hit the lights on him. And she's like, oh, Mark, they're going to pull us over. And like, they're not going to fucking pull us over. And then they drive around him, probably just to make it through a light or something. But shit just got real because now they're FaceTiming him and uh, they're showing him um, Creeper. He's all fucking bloody. He's on the ground. Who knows what they've done to him at this point? We know he's already been shot a grip of times. Dude, they got plastic all over the walls, all over the room, everything. You already know what's going to go down. And he was like, I came to you like a friend offering you life. And he was like, now I'm coming at you like the enemy offering you death or bringing you death. She starts hitting him with a hammer. And uh, he's got, he's, I mean, he doesn't have to witness it all, but he is witnessing it all. Oh, the kneecap. And Creeper's done for. He pretty much gets stomped out by Conejo until there's no more stomping to go. Oh, man. Creeper had to go out like that. He definitely didn't go out. Not talking shit. He's talking shit the entire time. He's just tied up and he can't do anything. He's probably handcuffed behind his hands or behind his back. Uh. Just stomp his face in. And in that life, like, there is no, like, going easy. There's no going easy. Like, who knows how long they were torturing him for. He's like, I'm about to throw up. <sighs> what if you just sort of, what if you just hung up? The guy's like, oh shit, I gotta call him back now. 
Dude, it is like it is like some Scarface shit. <coughs> I mean, these are <coughs> two of the biggest drug family. I mean, they're not even really a drug family. I mean, they just collect. They're so big that they collect and tax every single like 43 gangs in LA. You know, and they're taxing them for, you know, to protect them, obviously, and no one fucks with them, you know, like he keeps the peace between everybody, you know, is what their, uh, their whole organization does. But it is some Scarface shit. Everybody, everybody's gone now. <coughs> At this point, Creeper was like the last one besides David. It's like David and like his, like his wife, his kids, and that's it. And they went to some hotel. Uh, they went to some hotel and then he's got to get down to business like at this point. <coughs> and so he's telling his wife how everything's going to go really and that he's got to go. And his daughter asks why he has a gun. Doesn't even say anything. And just we know bad shit's going to happen. I mean, he he's sitting there praying with his family, you know, before he uh, before he takes off. We have no idea where the hell that he's going, but we know that he's like by himself at this point. There's nobody. There's nobody. This shit goes so hard. This part, this, the end of this movie is so hard. <coughs> yeah, we're not even. <coughs> we're not even at the end of the movie. We're probably like <coughs> two thirds of the way through at this point. Goes to some house. We don't even know where the hell he's at. Um, but it's his uh, <coughs> his little cousin or little niece or whatever. I'm not sure of the relation, but the one who's been hanging out the whole time, you know, and stuff. And, uh, and he just starts digging <coughs> on the side of the house. I mean, I already know what he's digging for at this point. I mean, everyone's got, got a stash of money, you know, somewhere. And uh, we know that, that I, at this point, we should know that that's what he's digging for. And he comes out. I don't even know how big this, uh, the big, uh, the big barrel drum is, you know, that he has. It's, uh, but it's, it's huge. It's one of those like 20 gallon, like maybe even, maybe even more than that um, gallon barrel and <coughs> stacked with cash. Stacked with cash. He doesn't even know how much it is. He just thinks it's like a million and a half. He said it's like like 1.13 or some shit like that. I can't remember. He does know exactly how much it is. He says what it is. He says, well, at this point, he says a million and a half. (coughs) It's got to be like, I think it's, I don't know if it's his sister or if it's like his cousin. It's like his little cousin or something. His little cousin or his niece. One of the two. And uh, says it's 1.5, and he said that him and Creeper robbed an armored truck. Yeah, that's right. Back in the day. So I'm assuming both of that was theirs. You know, I mean, there is no Creeper at this point. And um, she was like, you got any heat? And he was like, no. And then uh, pulls out a gun that, like, belonged to his dad. And she was like, it's got a lot of, got a lot of murders on it. And uh, she's like, you want me to ride with you? You know I got your back. He's like, nah. All that fucking money on the table. (laughs) I mean, just fat stacks, man. Fat stacks. And then I'm not sure who he goes and sees after that. You know, maybe it's his mom or maybe it's his aunt or something. But, you you know, it's some old family member. I mean, she's got the oxygen tank, like, on her face. And um, pretty much, I mean, I don't know what exactly what's going on. But pretty much looks like he's saying goodbye. 
you know. This dude's that. a fucking G. Like, like how he just says, like, me and Creeper robbed an armored bank back in the day. Like, it was nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess he's in that mindset right now. He's in fucking just survival mode. Yeah. I mean, they're riders. You know, like they've been they've been riding or dying their whole life pretty much. And they've been uh they've been on the good end of a lot of things. And um this is just where everything starts going south at this point. And um so yeah, he bounces from the house and he's got the uh, got the money now, and pretty much at this point he's, they were trying to get the hell out of Dodge, you know. And uh he calls his wife and everything and says, I got it, 1.6. So after he counted it, they ended up having uh, 1.6 mil. And, um, yeah, I mean, the wife and everything, I mean, they they just look like they're getting ready to leave. You know, the kids, she's, like, telling them, like, get up or something. And Does he go see his grandma and get blessed by his grandma? And, like, who knows how long even went by from when he's, like, on the phone with her, like, on the way to them getting to the hotel. And, like, the hotel room's not that big. And, like, he's, he, he doesn't think anything of it when, like, nobody's answering him. He goes into the bathroom, and then he realizes, like, what? Yeah. He, like, washes his face and shit and sees her in the mirror. And, yeah, she's, she's dead. She's all, she's bleeding. Can tell it's fresh. Everything, everything must have happened so quick because, like, then they show the little flashback where she's just like washing her hands, and it must have been like right after they got off the phone together, and like Conejo's just in the in the hotel with her. And everybody is just dying around him. Everybody. Everybody is dying around him right now. And so he, he realizes that his, uh, his mom or her, her mom, whoever it is, whoever his family was, that was there. He calls him and um, like, do you have the kids? And she's like, no, but Alexis was going to keep them. Fuck dude. The realization too. He's just like, fuck. Everything is just going from bad to worse, like really quick. Like with every scene in this movie, it just goes from bad to worse for David. Because now the only people who were left was his wife and his kids. And now his wife is dead and his kids are captured and kidnapped. And uh, Conejo calls him and is like, uh, you want your kids? You going to pay for them? And... Uh, Says he's going to give him an address to like drop off the money and pretty much says, if you don't, I'm dumping these little kids in acid. Pretty much. And you just see the close up of like that crazy ass psycho chick with the fucking uh, with the kids. Uh, yeah. With the kids, the one who like had the Uzi and shit. And she's the one who like, she's the one who like took him out of the, the hotel when uh, Conejo did his bidding on Alexis And he's just fucked. Like everything is just like fucked at this point. 
like he's having flashbacks of like him talking to uh to creeper and everything and um he's just driving you know driving down the road like we don't even know like where the fuck like he's about to go but he's um, just having flashbacks of creeper everything that they were talking about how he was like you got nothing but fucking riders over here that whole that whole scene and ends up going to a house where i mean it it's a house but it's like you go inside and it's like a little club like in the house you know they got the purple lights like all over the place and uh he went back he, he had, had to go back to the uh the bloods crew and um he just starts talking to him telling him that everything is like everybody's gone nobody's here anymore uh, how they how they killed creeper how they killed his wife and took his kids Oh my gosh. All right. I love the club inside the house. Yeah. I mean it's an it's an awesome looking club. Like I mean it looks uh looks like just as good as uh looks just as good as the other club, you know that they went to, the one that was a real one. And uh so he agrees to help them, and then they, I mean, who knows where they are, like, talking. Um, who knows where they are talking, like, he's giving them this whole speech, like, we stand what this guy stands for, like, this is a stand-up dude, and someone's gone and taken his kids, you know? He's like, what do you need, bro? <laughs> Fucking OG, dude. Yep, he's like, this is a voluntary mission. Strictly a voluntary mission. And of course he brings out the real riders. Then the fucking candle. Everyone's with it. Everyone's with the bullshit. I thought the crew was gonna be a lot bigger than that though. When they when they like panned to like he's like, all right, I got my my, my best guys here. You know, and all of a sudden they like panned to him and it's just like six guys. I mean, it's different. I mean, even like with Conejo. You know, like when they rolled up on them, I mean, maybe they had like eight guys, you know, seven, eight guys. I yeah, mean, but that's because they rolled in there with a the damn, she had a freaking pipe bomb, nail pipe bomb. Yeah, but still, like we're talking about like, you know, eight guys with assault rifles, you know, like. Oh, yeah, these are fucking ride or die motherfuckers. This should, no, it looks like more people now. Like before yeah. it didn't look like a lot. And like now it looks like a lot. Yeah. And still, it may be like, it may only be like seven or eight guys. But it's all hitters, and they all got automatic weapons. And David's the only one who has like a handgun. Like Dude, besides that, everyone's so got thick, bro. rifles. <laughs> and it's so crazy. This like just all in slow motion of everything that's happening. You know, like, it's crazy that he earned these guys' respect by just bringing that dude back. You know, instead of just fucking them, fucking wasting them. You know. I mean, they had he had uh, he definitely had the shot callers' respect before that. You know, like he already knew who he was. And that's probably why it gets left to that to that point. And then they take one of the guys out of there and <laughs> man, like put his face up against the curb and sh uh, up against the street and shit while they're driving in the van, just trying to get the fucking uh, information. And all they're trying to do is get him to unlock his phone. Really? These guys were just fucked as, as soon as they kicked the door in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was only three of them that went through there. Uh, well, three of them and David. So four total. 
But yeah, everyone having automatic weapons like that, and like those guys weren't even ready for it. Then they get the address from the guy because they get him to open his. Uh, Dude, his they just fucking put his face on the concrete while he's driving. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his face, dude. They show his face too. It's nasty. That's real nasty. Oh, half his face is gone. You can see his teeth and everything. <sighs> and kill him anyways. Yeah. Well, they get the address. They got what they need out of him. Yeah. <laughs> they got what they need out of him at that point. <coughs> <laughs> fucking dragged his face on the ground, bro. That that <laughs> that was some crazy makeup, cause his whole side of his face was like, he looked like Two Face, pretty much, pretty much. It was nasty. This movie's crazy, yeah. Then they roll up on the house. Nobody's the there. Nobody's there. It's like the dude's grandma's house or something. <laughs> So he took him to like the one place that he didn't think that anybody knew about. And uh, the OG, the shot caller, is like, how are we going to handle this? And he's like looking at the grandma. And he's like, I'm not going to stoop to his level. And he's like, family's sacred. And then the grandma's like, I know where Conejo is. It's just crazy, dude. <laughs> he probably hates him and everything that he stands for, too. Because like all, all the time in these movies... Like the old, the moms or the old grandmas, like they, they hate what the, uh, they hate what the young kids stand for. Like even Scarface's mom, she fucking hated them. And it's only him and the OG that are going on this mission. <laughs> He's like, I'm going with you. He's like, no, I'm doing this alone. He's like, fuck that. I'm riding until the wheels fall off. And like, who knows where this is at? I mean, this shit's so dope, man. That's such a, that's fucking so real. Some, some house in some suburban neighborhood or something. And uh, David just hops out, goes on the mission, goes up the stairs, sees one guy up there, handles him real quick, steals the gun from him. Starts choking him out. You see Conejo on his computer. Like, I don't even know what the fuck he's doing, but he's like, <laughs> it's funny how he's like, he's doing like, he's, he's trading crypto or trading Forex or like something like that. And that's what's like evil. <laughs> Randomly how they put that in. That shit's so funny. I like the minivan though. It's so fucking dope. Did you catch up to that where Conejo's on his computer? No, he just jumped out. This whole fucking scene is too like too, it's too it's too much it's too awesome to like skip any of it. <coughs> he just rolls pop. up on this dude, grabs his shit. Blah, bam. I'm gonna pause it for. A oh minute. yeah, here he is on the computer, and see so he's oh. like trading. He's like trading crypto or something, or trading. He's probably more. moving like money. You see those Lots charts? Of you re you recognize those charts? Yeah. He was whipping through that shit quick though. But that's what I'm saying. It's like that, like he's a crypto trader or something, and that's like <laughs> that's how evil he is. Like that's what the evil guys do in 2020. <laughs> they trade crypto, and then uh, 
And there we go. Bogart said, legit, I haven't watched this movie, but listening to y'all illustrate the joint is dope. Makes me want to watch it, even though I know it's going to happen. Because it's a crazy-ass gangster movie, man. And, this shit's uh, fucking dope. Yeah, dude. So that uh, the, the shooter, the lady shooter, she comes up. This blood is dope, yeah. He's such he's a, he's so good. At gunpoint, dude, he's just like walking with her and shit. She's yeah. behind him, and then they walk up to some other dude with the assault rifle, and he's just like, ah, he's fucking. This shit's dope. Take and takes him out real quick. Take, I don't. I mean, got the dude, um, whatever the dude was, but then he's like tussling, you know, with the chick. Like she was, she was tougher than the other guy, and um, well, she stuck him with a knife stuck him in the leg and then uh he then he breaks away and then he just starts stabbing away it gets uh it gets a little intense then he hits the other dude with the gun yeah gangster and then david finally makes his way inside tell me when you see him make his way inside oh i'm at that part i was at the part that the dude was just hitting with the butt of the gun yeah so now he's poking through and he's looking through the doorway Yep. Finds him. Finds Conejo and he's in there. He's in there with the uh with the female shooter and she pulls out like a 12 gauge shoddy and just starts like bucking. She hits him in the shoulder. David goes down, but then he gets her with the assault rifle, <coughs> gets her in the shoulder, takes her out, she's gone. Candle falls over, of course, in classic fashion, and the, the floor gets set on fire. And now they're just in a they're just in a gunfight now until they run out of bullets, I'm assuming, because then they start going to hand to hand, just throwing fists and Conejo. He's just he's just stronger than him. He's handling them. He shoots Conejo in the arm, then fucking rocks him in the face of the knee. Then they're just battling in the bathroom. And Conejo's handling them. I mean, well, it's going back and forth a little bit, but Conejo like fucking throws him into the the fucking toilet and shit and buses shit like in pineapple express. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just going back and forth. And like David tries to reach for a gun and that's when Conejo like gets him, grabs him down, beating the shit out of him, puts the, uh, puts a towel, um, the fucking, uh, the, what's it called? The shower curtain or something like over his face, pretty much like getting waterboarded, you know, by him. And uh, just clocking them, cold clocking them. But then he's having the uh, the flashbacks of the jujitsu, and now we know where it all comes into play. And he moves like just enough to like I don't even know what he has, like what what he pulls off of his necklace or something. But he like pulls something like out of his necklace and like fucking shanks him like right in the neck. <laughs> he's like, do you know I have the protection of the devil? <laughs> And he's just thinking back to his coach. <laughs> yeah, but he's all slipping and shit on the floor because he's trying to, like, you know, it's called a, sh a shrimp move. And then sees his wife, and that's, like, the rocky moment. Find That's when he, like, yeah, hits him in the eye, gets something from his neck, stabs him right in the neck. He starts bleeding, grabs a piece of the toilet, fucking busts him right in his head. And then he just like throws everything at him, including the kitchen sink. And just, oh man, it's the kitchen sink that takes him out in the end. 
And not the kitchen sink, but the uh, bathroom bathroom sink. sink. (laughs) And he smashes his face in with it. Like three times. And it's over. You can tell. Conejo is done at that point. (coughs) Fucking kills him. He's fucking dead, bro. And everything's catching on fire. And luckily, he brought the reinforcements. Luckily, he did because he would have been screwed had he not. Because he like he he can't even get up or anything. Can't fucking walk. He's just been through a battle and a half for his life. And uh, yeah, the OG picks him up. Like, come on, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, oh yeah and that's just like the craziest mission that anybody's ever gone on in like a 24 hour span not the craziest I mean we've seen other ones in, in crazy movies but it's a lot he lost everybody in his family except his kids kids are still there his wife is not his uncle is not the whole crew is not creeper is not Creeper. <sighs> and then he's like pull over I gotta make a call And, uh, of course, of course he's going to call Wizard. Like, who else would he call? There's literally nobody left at this point. There's nobody left at this point. Nobody. (laughs) Just a crazy, uh, just a crazy talk altogether. And now he's fucking rolled up. He's making a phone call. He's calling Wizard. We've never seen them talk before. The only time we saw them talk, Wizard just laughed on the phone and that was it. Then hung up. It's like, fucking talk to me. (laughs) And he's got to break it down how it's just like it was the devil that was sent to him and he had to conquer it. How he had to do back in the day. And he's like, you saved me. You saved me. Now you can stand under your own sky. Because he took out like a whole... He took out a boss by himself. The power. The power is forever. Because now he took out a boss. Now he's got the power. He's got the juice. And it's crazy because he's like... he's he's ta- Wizard's talking to him. Like at this point, and he's like, uh, Miho, I love you. I love you, son. And he's like feeling the back of his neck. He must have goosebumps like all over the back of his neck because he's like his son just graduated like from like being a boy to being a man in his eyes or something at this point. (laughs) Fucking did just kill the devil. Yeah. He's like, you're like me. You and me are the same. He's like, you're the king. And David doesn't want it. He says, I don't want it, dad. I don't want it. So this was the big reveal that it was like, you know, that wizard was officially his dad. Even though, I I mean, for me, like, as soon as I heard him say, you're only here because your dad is who he is. I, I already thought that it was Wizard. I mean, I've seen one too many of these movies to not, like, think about it being that. 
Did you think that? Like, or did what? Did you? Did it take you all the way to the end of the movie to like, oh shit, that is his dad? No, I knew. I think I knew it was his dad because I knew this whole thing was a family thing, and they, every all the time there's somebody in prison that's behind shit. But at the end here, though, when he looks up and there's like two two handprints, like baby handprints. Is that his brother? See, I don't think so. I think that I think that was his handprints. I still could never tell what the dad had on, uh, like what he had tatted on his knuckles. Because he had something tatted on his knuckles that I couldn't really see. But that just had to be his handprints and one of his his writing. There's two separate handprints. No, that's... like they're on two separate pieces of paper. And one's a left and one's a right, though. Because he says something, though, there at the end. I can't remember what he says. No, it's just folded. Telling you. It's just folded. No, because what you, you said that to me before I watched the end of it, and I was like, I don't think so. Because I think that was the big reveal that it was his dad. Oh, well, I don't think that was. I mean, reveal. even though we even though we kind of put two and two together, you know, I, I mean that that was the big reveal at the end because we didn't know that it was his dad. It just seemed like it was a big boss and everything. You didn't really know who his dad was. That was kind of like the mysterious, you know, part of everything. But uh, all in all, good movie. I mean, I thought it was good. I I think the story, you know, maybe it could have came together a little better. It, it did seem a little bit. Uh, it, it was a little bit predictable the way that everything kind of played out. But it's a gangster movie, so I mean, that's kind of always like, yeah. B minus. I'll give it a B. I'll give it a B. And we'll smoke to that. I'm about to show y'all who the real Puff Daddy is. But I recommend watching it if you got <coughs> if you got Hulu. Shia's character is crazy. Mm -hmm. He wasn't pretending to be Mexican. <laughs> He's just like, uh, just like in every movie, the, like American Me or whatever. I mean, even uh, Blood In, Blood Out, you know, he's like half and half or whatever. Like, it's how it always is. It's really, it's not about your skin color. It's about where you grow up. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. <coughs> And Bogart said, the moral of the story is all gangster movie shit still in pretty. <coughs> still ends pretty, maybe. At least his kids were there. That was it. The only, the only ones left, him and his two kids. But now he's the boss of it all. And Dizzy, or well, not the boss of it all, but I mean... <coughs> There's no one else on the outside. It's like it's him and Wizard, and that's it. <laughs> Shit was good. Good flick. Yeah, and uh, we'll see. Maybe there's a number two. Who knows? I don't know if it would be the same without Creeper. But So I have no idea what movie that we're going to do next. Um, maybe we'll think about that. We'll run some polls. Um, and uh, Bogart said that shit had him extra hard. He was running with a certain gang. He wasn't even fully, uh, fully ethnicity. Yeah, you always had to prove yourself. Yeah, and he, he was the muscle. 
He was the muscle. That was for sure. Yeah, obviously the bastard child who had to prove himself to his dad. Yeah, definitely. So I'm not sure what movie that we're going to do next. But uh, but let me see. I know one of the ones on the list was Fresh with Samuel L. Jackson. And Bogart has mentioned that like more than a few times. <coughs> see what David said? The moral of the story is the moral of the story is don't fuck with the plumber's name, David. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Bogard? Should we do fresh for uh, for the next movie? Let's see what Bogard says. Fresh. I've never seen that movie, but he mentioned it. Um, Oh yeah, he said my bad. Me <coughs> meant to say does not stand pretty. Yeah, always. All right, let's see. Let's see what he says. Bogard's one who said fresh. It's one of the top ones that I had on these. Um, I definitely want to do Surf Ninjas. Um, in one of these next ones, you remember you that Never one? Die Alone. Okay, definitely do that one. That's that DMX movie with David Arquette. His name's David, too. <laughs> King David. All He's right. a heroin dealer. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. DMX and David Arquette. Yeah, David Arquette's like a... He's like a, a writer, like a, a novelist, I guess, or like he works for the paper or something like that. Or, Anyways, he like moves like out of his like house and like moves into like the slum and stuff like that to like start learning how like the way that people are living down there and like he wants to write like a whole big you know thing about it you know so like he ends up like bumping like dmx gets like shot outside a club or something and like gets him to the hospital and shit and like he's like left all this stuff but gets left him there's a bunch of tapes in the back of his in the back of his car in the back of dmx's car so david arquette like gets all this stuff like left to him you know what we gotta do? Crazy. You know what we gotta do then? And yeah, Bogart said we gotta do uh the gang cat. Keep it going with the gangster movie. Say, yeah, let's do a fresh uh bust a stupid movie. Uh you know what I mean when you watch it. Well what what is it? What what is fresh about? Because I, I thought it was like uh I, I thought it was like a gangster movie. Because if not, we could uh yeah, if not, we could just wait and do that one later. We just do never die alone, so you guys can finally watch it. Okay. Oh, it's the twelve-year-old drug dealer. That's what it is in Brooklyn. All right, we'll do fresh this week or this next week, and then the week after that, uh, that's when we'll do uh, Never Die Alone. This one, yeah. There we go. Yep, we're gonna. So yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do fresh next week. And then never die alone the week after that. All right. That's a good plan. All right. Well, hell yeah. Let's get out of here for all the people watching. JC Money, tell them where to find you at. Hey, uh, so if you guys didn't catch the show earlier, it's uh, JC Money and Coach Credit Sports Show. It's all Super Draft Pro stuff. So we've been doing, you know, I could, I, I would let you know how my lineup's doing, but I'm on my phone. But uh, you guys need to come, uh, you know, Check us out at uh, 5.45, or sorry, 5.25 p.m. Central Time. 
every day. We're gonna be I'm gonna be doing a little bit of super draft pro content. I think we're I think Huss is gonna get on too when we're doing the football shit too. So and then go find me on uh, Instagram at JC Money Design. The show is gonna come on, you know, Hustler, Hustlers uh channel and my channel too. And you can go find me uh at you can go find me JC Money Design on YouTube as well. Woo. <coughs> woo woo. And for everyone who's not on Patreon, just go to fantasyfootballhustler.com. Go get signed up on Patreon so you can get into these NFL playoff leagues. I'm going to be setting a bunch of the leagues starting tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, we're probably going to have about 10 of these leagues. There's a bunch of interest in them right now. $30 to buy in. Oh, yeah. Come get in it. We're going to start drafting as of the 10th. So you want to hit me up right away. Go get signed up on Patreon, then you can send me a direct message just right there. All right. We'll see you guys later. Peace out. Hold up. I'm so